Welcome to the Deflating Our Egos Marathon Meeting. My name is Chava. I'm a compulsive overeater and your speaker for this meeting. Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Before we get started, we ask that all cell phones or other electronic equipment be turned off. Even if you think it's off, please make sure. This session is being recorded. All participants are required to sign the release form, which is up here on the podium. To protect our anonymity, no photography, audio, or visual recording is allowed. The opinions expressed here today are those of individual OA members and do not represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. Please remember OA members affiliated with related facilities or other 12-step programs are requested to speak of their recovery in the OA program only. An Ask It basket will be circulated for the question and answer portion of this session. If there's any press in this room, please respect our anonymity by not taking any pictures, using a video camera, or using our full names. The format for this meeting is as follows. I will share for 25 minutes, followed by questions and answers for five minutes, followed by open sharing. An Ask It basket will be passed around. Please place your questions in the basket for our speaker. So... Yeah, that should go around now, I guess. Thank you. So the topic for this session is deflating our egos. And again, I'm Chava. I'm a compulsive overeater. Sounds like an awful topic. Like, let's go some some other meeting. (laughs) So the first thing I want to say, and it's not an awful topic, the, the, the... the meeting could have as easily been called freedom because that's what it turns out deflating our egos. That's what deflating my ego is giving me, is freedom. And I want to start off the deflating our egos session by saying that I was kind of disappointed when I walked in that the podium doesn't face the mirror because I could have watched myself. So... Um, a few weeks ago, I was, I can't remember exactly what it was I was having trouble letting go of in this program. Uh, I wish I knew the specifics to, to tell you the story, but I was having a really tough time letting go of something. And this is the image I had of me inside. Remember the Wicked Witch of the West when Dorothy throws water on her? And she goes, no! Uh, yeah. um, I'm melting, and and that's that's what my ego is was sounding like to me a few weeks ago. The ego doesn't like defl- being deflated, but ego deflation is freedom. And the third step prayer says, "Relieve us of the bondage of self." And self and ego are interchangeable words relieve us of bondage of self and 
the bondage for me, and not just of the compulsive overeating, but also of everything else that keeps me not wanting to get up out of bed in the morning, that keeps me feeling oppressed. The, the way I like to think about ego and the way the way that I'll be talking about ego is, um, I don't know exactly how to define ego, but I like the uh, acronym ego st- stands for edging God out, E-G-O. So ego for me is how do I edge God out of my life? And how do I play God? <laughs> The ego, the ego is why I need a spiritual program to stay out of the food. And the ego is what, after I got abstinent and the desperation wore off some, the ego is what says, well, I have this down. You know, I'm, I guess I'm Miss, Miss OA now. And I guess I'm doing this. I, and, and then I stopped working the program. That was how I relapsed. The, the ego is the cunning, baffling, and powerful of the program. The ego, the ego is what told me, ego's like compare. My ego likes comparing, comparing. You know, she's better. She's, you know, she's. I'm worse. I'm better. This should be the greatest share I've ever given. The greatest share you'll ever hear. Um, The, uh, the ego is what said, like, that told me that uh, this disease isn't really as bad as my other diseases because, after all, I'm a heroin addict. Here's this comparisons. Well, this isn't so bad. Um, and that's how I relapsed. And that's, you know, when I, when I got back, fortunately, I was able to get back abstinence. That's never a given with powerlessness. You know, I, I was able to see that, well, this is a disease that, you know, my, my binge food is legal, unlike heroin, but if peanut butter was illegal, I would have sold my body for a jar of peanut butter, just like I did for, for intravenous drugs. So we have a program that's custom designed to deflate the ego, and that's the 12-step program. On page 55... In the 12 and 12, the AA 12 and 12, it says, All of AA's 12 steps ask us to go contrary to our natural desires. They all deflate our egos. So step one, I've I've heard the first three steps. I'm just going to go through the steps, whiz through the steps, and talk about how they deflate my ego. I've heard this first three steps described as I can't, God can, I think I'll let God. That's how that's written in the twelve the OA twelve and twelve. So I can't is a statement of humility. I, I remember calling my sponsor once and I, I don't remember what it was about. So oh I can't I don't know how to da 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 and she said, Well that's that's I don't know how to live. <laughs> you know, that's humility when I say I can't. Uh, I was on my knees after my relapse, literally on my knees saying, God, I know you want me to be in this program, but I simply do not, I just don't have it. I, I need help. I can't, I can't do this. So on my knees is, a, is, a, is humility. It's the opposite of, of ego. I got this down. 
I don't have this down. I, I need to be on my knees every day, um, all the time. And step one, it's uh, letting go of ego to admit that there is something more powerful than me, and that's food. Food is more powerful than me. And I'm supposed to tell my history some, so uh, my powerlessness over food meant that even though the doctor said you're in line for diabetes and, you know, you're eating sugar, I was, I was just eating sugar out of the bowl, and the doctor said, you know, you've got to follow a food plan or you're going to have diabetes, and I could not follow a food plan, so I switched from brown sugar to white sugar, think, or white sugar to brown sugar, thinking that it was, like, more wholesome, like whole wheat bread. <laughs> and that was, like, my best efforts. Um, Therapy, I love therapy, but in, in itself it was not enough. There was no human power. My diets, my, my willpower, my you know, list of reasons why I needed to, to quit eating like I, I did. All my determination, um, you know, using amphetamines. When I got sober, clean and sober from drugs, and um, they said, well, you can't use... You can't use other. When I got sober from alcohol, they say you can't use other drugs. I thought, well, how am I going to keep off the weight? You know, if I can't use amphetamines. So this was all all my efforts that you know got me year after year uh, over 260, under 100 by starving myself for the heroin diet. And um, so that those those were my efforts. That was that was that's how food was more powerful than me. And it's humility to say that something, to even let in the idea that something or someone else can do it, Um, to be open to following the suggestions. I had enough experience. I had a year in 12-step when I got into OA, and I'd seen, I mean, I had all kinds of different ideas about who or what God was, and uh, please don't let that be an obstacle to you if you're new and it just, you don't like the God thing. you're free to borrow my higher power and talk to me after the meeting. There are so many ways to approach this. But, but the, the idea is, like, I can't do it and somebody else can and, or something else can. And I'm going to let, you know, I'm putting something else in charge of my life. It's not me. I have a higher power who's in charge of my life. Um, and the big book on page 60, when it talks about, you know, how do we do the third step. You know, I should be reading these steps because I don't want to assume that everybody knows them. Should I read them? Yes, please do. Okay. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him or it. Um... So how do we take step three? The first requirement is that we be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. Uh, self-will is, is another word for ego. That's what, that's what my own best efforts in food and in life. So uh, somebody, a mentor of mine in the program said, put a sign on, on your refrigerator that says, relieve me of the bondage of self. Well, she didn't say the refrigerator, but that's where I put it. Um, and then another, another sponsor was more blunt than that with me. She said, put a sign on 
put a sign up that says, I've resigned as general manager of the universe. <laughs> so, and then, you know, like, what do I know? I thought OA was a really lousy idea. I did not want to be here. I love OA. <laughs> OA is the best thing that ever happened to me. So what do, what do I know? Um, okay, I, I, opened, I opened my refrigerator a while back, and there was a roll of toilet paper in there, and I thought, this is the mind I think can run the world. You know, I don't, you know not really. So, and, and also step four for me now, I, or step three I see as meaning I am agreeing to turn, I'm agreeing to go forward with the steps and, and this ego-reducing process and of the rest of the steps. And step four, we uh, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. That's where I look at specifically how does ego show up in my life. Resentment is always ego because God, God doesn't resent. Um, and most resentments for me are based in fear, um, which is me relying on me. And most that a lot of that fear is the fear that I'm not good enough. And... The, the ego doesn't like looking at mistakes. You know, my, my ego doesn't like saying, does not like saying that I'm fallible, but my ego also doesn't like acknowledging, for some reason, my ego doesn't like acknowledging my goodness. Um, there's that expression, um, piece of shit the world revolves around. So you know the ego is like I'm I'm the, the best or I'm 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 the the, the best worst person you know, the most worst. Um, uh, envy is a character defect. I was uh, in a talent show uh, recently. Uh, it was a twelve step talent show, and I I danced in it, and that was a really big deal for me to you know like work the steps and get over my fear and. And um, and I was really proud of myself, and I thought I did well. And then the next act came on. It was, she was a poet, and she read, she recited her poetry, and and then everyone applauded her. And they and I thought she got more of a standing ovation than I did, you know. And it was like that's the ego. Um, The ego is a real downer. You know, if I if I if I pursued that line of thought, it would have like ruined the ruined the joy. So step five um, in the twelve and twelve. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. When it comes to ego deflation, few steps are harder to take than five. And I've heard it said that in this program we can't save our, um, our lives and our ass at the same time. And um, what, is that how it goes? We can't save our ass and our lives at this face and ass. Thank you can't save our face and ass at the same time. And the, my ego likes to save face, and, and I will lose my abstinence if I can't be utterly honest, starting with my sponsor. And admitting to myself, admitting to God, admitting to myself, 
you know, things about myself can, it can be like, ugh, you know, I really am judgmental. Um, it can be, it, it's, it's a little jolt, but, but it's less of a jolt now. Uh, it's less of a jolt to my ego to admit my, my shortcomings because I see it as like, oh, I'm aware, and that means I'm on the, rec- on the recovery path, just as that I'm, even that I'm aware. Um, and admitting to somebody else, like I was saying something to my sponsor recently. I said, well, yeah, I, you know what I did? It was like, it was like stealing. And she said, it wasn't like stealing, it was stealing. And, you know, it's like, ooh, ouch, right, exactly, ouch. So, yeah, this can be like pin, f- <laughs> I don't um, But the thing, I don't know who said this or if I thought it up, but probably not, probably I heard it. It's like, you know, when you pick a, a balloon and then the air goes out, but then the air is like merges with everything. So it's like the ego keeps us really separate, but then when the... We, the ego gets, you know. Then the, we're, we're part of we're part of everything. Um, the ego is the one who wants to stay home by 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 herself, eating, you know, and just give me the book. I'll read it. That's you know. So, um, and I love how in step six in the in the OA twelve and twelve. Um, it's, it asks us, like, well, what does what does this shortcoming step six? What uh, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. What does this shortcoming do for you? You know, and what does it do to you? In, in other words, like, well, how you know how is how is your ego working for you? And I. I recently um, paid a, an installment on a debt I had to a city college, and I, I was—I—I I, I haven't wanted to pay it, pay it, but my sponsor said, you know, pay it, so I paid it. And I really—but I was resenting paying it, and you know—and I prayed about that resentment, and I realized that um, I do not pay debts. And I steal. I mean, it's been a while since I stolen, except magazines, and I'm okay from waiting from waiting rooms. All right, it's like so. But so um, so you know. So I did a little inventory of it in my head as I was leaving the college and grumbling. And and I I got had a God moment where I realized that you know I steal and I don't pay back debts because I feel wronged in life that you know I feel like I am a victim in life and this is how I can get justice and the gift that I got at that moment was seeing that that keeps me very small you know <laughs> that if I just let God do the justice part that you know if I if I there is more to life than that can be had, and, and I re, and I limit my own prosperity by by seeking justice, by you know petty thievery, and um, it made me willing. Um, it made me willing to let go of my stealing and not paying back my debts. Step seven: We humbly asked him, or humbly uh, asked him to remove. Um, to remove our shortcomings. Uh, well, humbly says it. Humbly is without ego. And again, it's I can't. I, I do not have the power to, to let go of my shortcomings, any shortcoming that 
I mean, you know, picking, you know, chewing, did it, you know, it's whatever it is, uh, whatever habit it is, I'm a compulsive person and, and I need a higher power. So um, I like, I like what I heard somebody say, our, our defects, our shortcomings are who we're not. Um, we, are, we are not the, our defects of character. I am not my defect of character. My ego is kind of an imposter. And the, the more I let go of my shortcomings, the more I find out who, who I truly am. So step eight, getting, um, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Uh, ready means more ego deflation. Um, I've been com- becoming willing. I, I am willing to um, pay back a debt to my mother. Um, my mother uh, sexually abused me, and she was in the um, sex business. My parents were, and they used me in that business when I was a child. So I, I figured I didn't have to pay back. I mean, I figured I was owed, as I said. And... Um, through working the steps, I understand that my, um, you know, my, my immense has to do with my relationship with God. You know, that I can't use other people's wrongdoings to perpetuate my own misery by, by doing my own wrongdoings. Um, and in step nine, I was, uh, which is, may direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And I was told when making amends to say I was wrong. And and also not to argue. Well, I did that because, well, you did, blah, 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 blah. And every time I argue with somebody, every time I try and defend myself, I'm making them my higher power, you know, that my ego needs them to see, you know, how they've harmed me and see how, you know, how I'm right. The ego, my ego needs to be right. And, okay, thanks. Um, you know, and that, my, if, my, if, I, if my self-worth depends upon what everybody else, anybody else thinks, I'm, I'm a goner, you know. It's, I, you know, I'm, you know, she loves me, I'm up. She, she you know, she loves me not, I'm down. And I, uh, I need something more constant as a source of my self-esteem, so I'm finding that in my higher power. Um, step 10, um, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. I, um, that's having daily inventory so ego doesn't take charge again, and it seems like whenever I make progress, my ego wants to um, reassert itself. Um, a, a car, you know, a car, I'm walking across the street and a car, careless driver turns a corner in a hurry, hurry and I have to jump out of the way. Um, and, you know, and I, I'm really irritated and my resentment is rising instead of just being like grateful that 
you know, I got out of the way. I, so I do a little inventory, and I see that, well, I'm pissed off not because my physical security is threatened. I'm pissed off because he did this to me. My self-esteem is threatened, as if it's the ego has to take everything really personally. So um, step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him. Um, praying only for knowledge of God's of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Well, that's we 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 all the only thing we get to pray for is knowledge of God's will for us. You know, it's not you know, give me a car, um, unless it be Your will. Um, so, so for me to be of service. So step twelve. <laughs> Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And I've heard it, this step is about service, and I've heard it said that the highest rank we ever achieve in Overeaters Anonymous is the role, is the rank of servant. And um, on page 97 of the big book, it says, Helping others is the foundation stone of my recovery. And a, a, a kindly act once in a while is, won't do it. It's like service has to be my every waking moment attitude towards life. And that takes a lot of prayer for me, <laughs> a lot of prayer. Um, so, I, so in this talent show, you know, it really helped me because I was really, really scared I'm a belly dancer, and I'm really shy, and I'm really prudish, and there I was going to, you know, dance, and um, I said, you know, this is service. If, if I could, like, think of it as, as service, then it stopped being about, it stopped being, I, I didn't have to be perfect at it. I, I, um, I could just do my best. Same thing with this talk. I could just do my best. Um, I like that in step step twelve. It says we try we try to carry the message. So um, I don't have to be the perfect sponsor. I'm just like a little part of how somebody stays abstinent. Um, I just have to do my human who humanly be, human best. Um, and also like my talents, like dancing. If I remember that they're from God to be shared, um, that's. Um, they don't really have to do with me so much. You know, I show up and try to nurture the talent, but I don't... It feels weird to say I have talent. Um, but it's like the food. There are th- things I have to do to practice to stay abstinent, but, the, you know, the bulk of the job is being done by a power greater than me. Um, letting go of ego is helping me get over my con- self-consciousness and shyness. I mean, ego is really lonesome. It's, it's, ego like, is, a, is separation. And, and recovery and higher power is about community. And, um, and for me, it's about creativity. I mean, I, mean I, I, love, I love being creative, and I love being an artist. And the steps and the ego reduction are, are just make, are making that more and more possible in my life and, and making love impossible in my life and really making dreams come true for me. So, so um, ego deflation, yes, you know, not, not icky at all. I, I, um, there's a, a prayer that I was told that for me sums, all, sums it up about ego deflation, which is less chava, more God. And the less chava and the more God there is, the, the greater 
the greater Chava I become, I become the person God meant me to be and the person that I've always wanted to be, which is happy, joyous, and free. Not all the time, but I know how to get back there. So thank you. Now what? Oh, I will now draw questions from the Ask It Basket for up to five minutes. And if someone, yo. Help with the timer? Oh, right, right. It went around and there are no questions in there currently. Oh, 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 okay. Five minutes, yeah. Thank you. Any questions? Someone want to raise their hand and ask a question? Okay. Well, my major job every day, no matter what's on my to-do list, my major job is to try and maintain conscious contact with God. So basically, whenever I start to feel not so good, I I know that I'm getting off track. Um, And I know that I need to do something, and sometimes I can do something right away, such as um, sit down and meditate for five minutes and I feel better, or, you know, say a prayer or pick up the phone, pray for willingness to make a phone call, call somebody, you know, read some literature, do some inventory. So there's always there is a, it's a willingness to, to use the tools, and sometimes I use the tools and I just, you know, I, I, I walk through, you know, not, you know not, not staying on my food plan no matter what, so not losing my abstinence is the, the first step. And then... You know, I go through some, I have spells where, particularly because I have PTSD, where I just really get derailed and I get really suicidal and I have to, you know, I mean, I was a speaker at a meeting a few weeks ago and I cried for the entire 15 minutes. But I guess, you know, it's like I knew to show up and I know if I don't eat, I get, it, it will end. Um, and it won't take a decade anymore. Um, so it's just like using the program when, uh, you know, acting as if, you know, I'm going to pray even though I don't particularly leave, believe in God at this moment. Or None? Oh. How can I... Compliment someone in program who's trying. 
How can I compliment someone in program without trying to inflate their ego? <laughs> well, that I guess that, huh? Well, that would have, you know, if I was, if I if I wanted to compliment somebody, um, well, it's all within me how I do that. So. Um, you know, I a lot of times I just ask God to use me to give ego egolessness to people. It's a constant prayer of mine le- lately. You know, it's like when I say when I talk to so and so, please you do the talking. <laughs> it's like I can't, you do the talking. It's like I got an ego, you don't. So um, it's like I, I just, you know, I pray and talk. Um, you know what they do with it if their ego gets defla- inflated. I mean, you know, I try and t- I'm not going to, it's up to me not to, like, BS somebody and say things that aren't true just to inflate their ego. But, you know, if I give a genuine compliment, what they do with it is it's, um, not up to me. I hope that answers the question. How much weight have you lost? Oh, um, I used to, I was over 260. I am now one uh 37 something like that um i was like you know under 100 for when i was starving myself did you relapse i relapsed once yes um i've been i've been in program about um 29 years and i have over 20 years abstinent and I had I came back from from a relapse where I just decided you know they say you know it's stopped using this tool stopped using this tool to stop using this tool and eventually it was just me and the food um, you know I was making my own decisions you know and I I try I, I don't make decisions about food without consulting you know I, you know I'm changing quantities or whatever I do weigh a measure now after my relapse, but, um, you know, I just can't go it alone. And that's five minutes. So five minutes total for all the questions? Yes. Okay, Um, okay, thank you for your questions. We will now have three-minute shares. Please stick to the topic, which is deflating our egos, and stop sharing at the end of three minutes. And please sign, you must sign the recording release form before sharing, which is sitting right here. Okay. So the podium is open. My name is Irene, emotional overeater. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much, Kava. It's always nice to see you. Um, what uh, rang a bell for me was when I, I'm retired now, but when I wasn't, uh, from time to time, I'd get these speeding tickets, and um, I would fight them. That means I would wear the power suit and go to court and say, you know, um, 
I was going to see a client who was really in need, and uh, that's why this happened and so forth. And I was in therapy at one time when I got a speeding ticket, and I said, well, I'm going to go to court and fight it. And she said, why? Uh, you were wrong. You were speeding. Or you, what happened then was I did the uh, California roll at the stop sign. I, I did not stop. So I said, well, I'm, uh, you know, I, I did stop, but I didn't stop, you know, fast enough or something. She said, you did something wrong, and that's why you got the ticket. I did not want to hear that. I did not want to hear that I was responsible for that, I, that I made a mistake, whatever, in whatever form, and that I needed to pay that ticket. That was a very, very big lesson to me because from time to time, something like that will happen again. I parked in the wrong place at the library, and uh, I parked where the staff was. But the, the, the library wasn't going to open until 1 o'clock, and it was 11, and I got a ticket. But it was, you know, I, I just paid it. Usually, there's a whole lot of drama and, you know, kind of adrenaline thing and right and wrong, and I'm going to do battle, and, and, and for all the injustices, it's not just the ticket. It's not the parking ticket and the speeding ticket. It is that I want to be right, and uh, I want to get a bargain, and I want to um, uh, not take responsibility for uh, whatever happened. So thank you, Kava, for reminding me of that um, uh, human characteristic. My sponsor says that I, I'm not to say uh, uh, bad things about myself because it's usually I'm, I'm always doing that. So thank you. I'm Mike. I'm a compulsive eater. Um, this last one about do compliments inflate the other's ego uh, puts me in mind of how uh, I don't know for sure what happens over there when I compliment somebody, but I feel less superior and a little more humble when I do it. Um, uh, and it comes out of my meditations on gossip. Um, for me, gossip is I just create some cheap intimacy with somebody by trashing somebody else. But the key to it is that what's happening isn't, nothing is happening to that person over there. What's happening is in here, and I'm cheapening myself when I reach for that cheap intimacy. Um, it's kind of seductive. Uh, and so when I catch myself gossiping, I acknowledge that I'm doing it, and I always say something about the person who was getting trashed that is a praiseworthy, it's a compliment, it's an acknowledgement. And I do it, and, and the reason I do it, frankly, is because that's the only way I can recover my integrity that has been slipping during the whole gossiping session. It's just, I can just tell that my ego, that, that my ego is just grabbing for stuff uh, when I do that. And so I'm not sure it works this way for anybody else, <clears throat> but I know that praising and acknowledgement and complimenting 
um, takes my sense of superiority and drops it down to a more manageable level, not that it is ever really manageable, but um, uh, thank you. Um, my ego deflating um, sometimes comes when I need to puff myself up and um, to give myself courage, and then it's um, the um, seventh step has helped me many, many, many times to realize that I'm not better than or worse than, and it's the humility that um, helps me all the time and um and the other thing the other lady was talking about um something that reminded me um i want privileges to be given to me um i'm special don't they know that i'm not rich and that they should lower the price of the hotel room or um you know, I can find tons of reasons why it, it doesn't apply to anybody else but me. And um, my ego gets deflated always when I find out that I'm just the same as everyone else. Um, no special privileges. I'm just who I am. Um, and that's when my higher power comes into play because um, my higher power... Um, always loves me just the way I am and um, I don't have to be better than or worse than I don't have to um, take something personally um, to get that righteous anger up and feel better than someone um, all I have to do is um, thank my higher power for the opportunity for growth and uh, move on um, I was trying to um, write a letter to my boss because of, of a problem, and I've had a terrible time. Procrastination is one of my um, defects. And my ego wanted them to know without my having to write the, the letter that I was wronged and, um, and that they should make it up to me. Well, right now, the letter's been mailed. The stamps have been put on the envelope. The clunk in the mailbox came when I put the envelope in, and it was inevitable that the letter was mailed. And um, it's not up to me anymore. It's up to my higher power. Thank you. Hi, my name is Sherry Berry, and I'm a compulsive eater and a grateful member of OA How. Um, my ego 
deflation started with my going to coming to Overeaters Anonymous and a Howe meeting. I just happened to come to Howe because that was the meeting that was at my um, another 12-step program that I'm in, uh, listed it, and I thought, oh, I really need this, but I really don't want to surrender. I really don't want to surrender to the food. And um, I had um, been in 12-step program for 21 years without a higher power. I did it myself. I white-knuckled it. I did steps one. I did steps four and five and six and seven and ten. And I skipped 11 and I did 12. And that's how I... I survived uh, in the 12-step program. And um, it wasn't until I came into Overeaters Anonymous that I um, was able to see that I there was a higher power. I also lost my very high-paying job because of a bipolar incident that I had. And... Um, I could not salvage that job. I had salvaged it for about five years, been hospitalized and everything, and they understood, but I went way beyond uh, where they needed to understand anymore. So I lost that job, and I had to look at myself. I had to look at my character defects. I had to look at me for the first time in, in a way that I had not before. And so I'm grateful to Overeaters Anonymous, and um, I'm grateful that I have a higher power today, and I liked what was said. Uh, I put less Sherry, more God. Thank you. Hi, I'm Mernush. I'm food addict, uh, and I'm from OA 90 Day. Um, well, hi. Uh, actually, for me, the hardest part was coming to the meeting and uh, admitting I'm food addict, and um, that was the deflating part of uh, my ego. And uh, but it helped me. It helped me, and the hardest part was the ninth step and uh, going to my aunt's house and uh, saying sorry for the stuff I did. For me, it was the hardest because she hurt me this much, and I hurt her this much. <laughs> so, <laughs> But I said, this is for my serenity. This is for my recovery. I need to do that. So um, that's interesting, um, changing the way my ego goes make it like a positive this is for me going for that and um but she added more so you know you did this you did that and, so, oh. and then but you know it took me almost a year um because before that i was regretting why i went to her she's so mean and but you know i learned 
this is all for my recovery and it helped me to have, you know, my God of understanding, my higher power gave me that courage even to go to her house and uh, admit that. And this helped me. And whenever something I do and it's wrong, uh, I say, okay, God, I need your courage for me to go and say, I'm sorry for this. And, um, you know, but it is tough. It is tough for my ego to go through that. But, um, but I'm willing to do that. And thank God this program is wonderful program. It helped me with my marriage, with my parenting and relationship with others. And the other thing it helped me, uh, I admitted also I'm codependent and I'm going to CODA, which is Codependency Anonymous, and uh, it helped me. It helped me to see, oh, okay, I have egos and, um, you know, helps me to be in recovery. Thank you. Thank you. It's now time to close this session. Let's thank all who have done I put my hand in yours, and together we can do what we could never do alone. No longer is there a sense of hopelessness. No longer must we each depend upon our own unsteady willpower. We are all together now, reaching out our hands for a power and strength greater than ours. And as we join hands, we find love and understanding beyond our wildest dreams. Keep coming back if it works. If you work it and you're worth it. <laughs>